All right, welcome back, everybody. This is a, a new episode of Inside Flicks. Uh, we've been out for a while. I think our last episode was in November, early November. And uh, <laughs> I think the last thing we talked about was the Marvels uh, and how much uh, it wasn't doing too well at the moment. Uh, we didn't really know because the box office numbers didn't come out. Now we know it's, it turned out to be like the one, the least profitable uh, MCU movie in, 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 in the whole entire uh, cinematic universe. Uh, but that's old news now. I mean, uh, we're now in the, this is our first episode back in, in January. This is January, the new year, 2024. And so we had to come back. We had to do something. We had to like, uh, continue this pod because we love talking about movies. Uh, and I keep on forgetting to introduce ourselves. My name is Mike. (laughs) And like always, I'm here with Richard and Raymond. We are three brothers. We like to get together. We like to talk about movies, TV, whatever, in in that realm of pop pop culture. Uh, let's talk. Let's you know. Let's start off with you know what we used to do back in the day. Let's talk about a uh, re- re- really quick when you were doing the introductions. Like I think I dropped for a second, so I, I couldn't hear anything. So I, if, if you <laughs> if you said my name, okay, and I was and I was silent, it's because I couldn't hear anything. Okay, well it's fine. You're back. You're back to normal. You're back here. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying, uh, um, we used to do this. We used to do box office news. Let's just uh, start that off with a little bit of box office. Uh, uh, because I don't, I don't really know what's going on with the box office. Rich, tell us what was like the top five movies that came out. I guess this is the first weekend of 2024. Yes, January 5th through January 7th. So that past weekend is the number one film in America is Wonka with 14 million. Coming in number two is a new uh, horror film, Night Swim, with 11.7 million. Coming in number three is Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom with 10.6 million. Uh, coming in number four is the new uh, animation film Migration with 9.9 million. And round of the top five is a romantic comedy Anyone But You with 9.7 million. The fact that Wonka, I think Wonka like dipped under, I mean, it, did, it hasn't re- remained number one for a while. Now the back, it, now that it's back on number one, does that say anything about Timothy Chalamet? Can we can we uh, bet everything on Timothy Chalamet as a star, or is that just saying that there's not really any much movies or any new movies out there, and people are just going back I, to a, a, a familiar IP? I think it's actually. Um, I think it's a lot of. A, a, we 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 can't say a lot of the success of the movie is is because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I think if if it wasn't for. Um, I, I guess I guess if it wasn't for him, I think the movie would have probably made a, a little less. Um, but um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to know these things, right? <laughs> I know I it's mean, it's, it, so, it's so it, weird to to read the the tea leaves when it comes to these box office numbers. But go ahead, Rich. Even if it was uh, hosted, I mean, if it, the star, you know, Spider Man, uh, what's his name, Tom Holland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could it could have been even better or a little Maybe. worse. But um, but um, you know. Depends. I mean, I think it was just a, just a Wonka itself, and the director, and the and the uh, the Patterson, you know, the, a Pat, Patterson Bear yeah. Love or whatever. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, everyone seemed to like it. And then who knew? Well, Hugh Grant was a huge hit in, in it, also. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, but I think we can like probably like agree that if Wonka was probably like with no name actors at all, that 
it would have probably made a bit less. Like I, I really do think the star power helped this movie a bit, and and I think he's probably the the biggest star in the movie. I would, oh, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I. I I think this is a good sign for him. Uh, let's see how Dune 2 does, right? Because the first Dune came out during the pandemic. So while the movie did do all right, you know, it wasn't... I think it actually did probably similar to what Wonka did, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now I guess the question is, will Dune 2 be like a billion-dollar movie or something like that? Yeah. Well, it just says, it just says that he's got a, another hit in his in his, in his his IMDb page because <laughs> yeah. uh, Tom Holland certainly right? doesn't. I mean, he's, he's Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and that's it. Yeah, he's still struggling. Tom Holland is still struggling to find that next one, and you know, he, yeah, he tried to do something with the with an Apple Apple TV original series, which I guess didn't really get that much love. Um, I forget, I don't even know what was it called. Well, but, um, uh, Un- Uncharted was successful, and I think they're making a sequel to that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but um, well, uh, yeah, I, I agree with all of you. I mean, I think Dune would be the real, uh, you know, the real signifier if if if. Timothy Chalamet is a bona fide star, I guess. And yeah. I really expected Aquaman to hang on there. I mean, uh, in the oh, yeah. number one spot for now, but yeah, Bob came back. I mean, so I thought it would have at least been number two this weekend. But... Yeah, and it's yeah. doing much. It's doing much better internationally. So uh, there's still fans for that movie, and there's still fans for uh, 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 there's still fans of who who want to see Jason Momoa in uh, as Aquaman, even though. Pretty much everyone's saying this is the last of that, of that chapter of the uh, the DCEU. Yeah, um, yeah. So, well, I guess that all they well, they said it all relied on the Flash, right? If the Flash was a hit, <laughs> then the, they would have still kept going. But you know, it, it wasn't. So, I I'll, I'll say though really quick that I saw Aquaman too, and um. I, I think it was just as almost pretty much just as fun as the first one. So I mean, like if you did like the first movie, you know, I think you'll have fun with it. I mean, it is it does have a pretty good audience score. Yeah, I think uh, audience who who I, I like like you who who kind of liked the first one probably had the same feelings about this one. So, and you know, I would say like you know, you know, I, I was I I like the Flash. I mean, <laughs> even though people shit shit on the Flash, I. I had I had yeah, fun everyone with the, has it on their worst of the year list. <laughs> I know, and I, I wouldn't say that I put I would put that on my best of, of the year list, but I had fun with it. It was uh, I thought it was enjoyable, but um, I haven't seen Aquaman two. Was not really a huge fan of the first one, so I don't know. It's, it, what's your prediction of say the comic book genre for twenty twenty four? Is this? I mean, obviously Marvel has only got like maybe Deadpool and uh, and. Well, I'll I'll say, you know, it it really all relies on, like, the one you were just saying, like, Deadpool 3 Mm -hmm. and and Joker 2. I mean, they're very different movies. Mm -hmm. They're very different movies, but they're, um, you know, sequels to box office sensations. You know what I mean? But but Deadpool 3, it's a multiverse movie. You know what I mean? And it's it's, – and I think multiverse movies have been kind of struggling, you know? I don't think people are – I think people are over it. I think it's been kind of hurting Marvel a lot also. And also Deadpool 3, like I know they're saying it's rated R. I, I'm not 100% convinced. I'm not you know, 100% convinced that the movie's going to really capture really the spirit of the first two Deadpool movies. And I think it might it might suffer from some of the issues that some of the recent Marvel movies have been suffering from. I'm sure it'll be funny. But I'm, but I'm just saying, you know, besides being funny, I don't know if it's going to really have, you know, the, the weight of the first two movies. And I, I think that... 
I think the first two movies did have a little weight to it, and that's kind of what made them a little special and kind of made people kind of keep going back to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, with the MCU handling it, I'm I'm not so sure about that anymore. So that could be a problem for Deadpool three and Joker two. I mean, it, I mean, I love the first one, but did it need a sequel? And we hear all these rumors that it's going to be a musical, and I mean, all that could backfire as well. Yeah. So yeah, and it could be. Yeah, and I, Joker, I think I think ahead, that, uh, I think as far as Marvel goes. Ever since they they, they uh, finished the um, the end game, uh, the Avengers end game, and put you know, and closed that book, and they got lucky with uh, Spider Man No Way Home, I think they've been on cruise control from 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 then on. Well, and, and Guardians, by, oh, oh Guardians too, but I've been yeah, but they're as far as uh, direction, they've been on cruise control with the and they're, yeah. they they gambled on this multiverse, which obviously failed. And by the time Ant Man came along, they they obviously pumped the brakes, and uh, and now they're you know reassessing everything, and uh, that's why the projects are being delayed, and the, the you know they're 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 really uh, you know doing a you know a, 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 they got a tune up, <laughs> they got to mm-hmm. go for a tune up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you think uh, I do you think they're gonna cancel that whole um secret wars because i'm pretty sure they're going to cancel the kane kane dynasty or whatever but yeah, are they going to cancel secret wars and just like make two different avengers movies like fo- completely focus the the uh, move the narrative somewhere else completely different they they really wanted to gamble on the the team avengers and i'm 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 i can't see that having you know being big at all oh the young avengers yeah the young avengers whatever and uh I really don't see this. I mean, they're 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 in a in a hole, and uh, they they gotta dig themselves out. Uh, so they what they gotta do is, <sighs> Kane is such an unsuccessful um, uh, villain for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they really gambled on him. Uh, on um, also Jonathan uh, Majors too. <laughs> right, they really, <laughs> they gambled on Jonathan Majors the most, and uh, they're they're cons- uh, from my when I understand they are. Still considering re um, casting him, but I don't think the, the the Kane character itself is evil enough to to bring in you know uh, you know any audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially I don't think there's any love for Kang. <laughs> yeah, especially since yeah. he was laughed upon after Ant Man. So surprisingly, you know, I think there's probably more love for um, Modok than there was for <laughs> Kang. I I hated I hated Modok in that movie, but I I think there's like kind of more love for that iteration of the character from Ant Man and the Wasp or not Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they got to focus more on uh, Fantastic Four and then just um, or, um uh, hey. Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah, and, Doctor uh, Doom. I think Doctor Doom might be the most logical, you know, uh, path because Marvel go. Marvel is still holding on to their you know. Ace in the hole, which is the X Men franchise, so um, they're they're really holding on, and uh, it, it's it's uh, obviously Deadpool will you know bring in some X Men in there, but it'll be the closing <laughs> of that chap that world also. Um, and they're and they're bringing in the X Men in the way that it's like 
It's okay, going to be a I mean, salute. To, I mean, it's going to be a, a farewell. No, but I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of disappointing, disappointed that the way that they're bringing him in is by using the multiverse. But <laughs> I mean, I guess this is their kind of like, you know, I, I guess kind of like where you're saying this is like the final multiverse movie. I mean, anyway, I'm hoping it's the final multiverse movie. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you know, Deadpool kills the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, you know, by, you know, being the wrap up of the multiverse, bringing in the X-Men some old cast, some new cast, I guess is is fine. We'll, well see. Well, to bring back to what? See, that's the stuff that might hurt Deadpool three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the multiverse stuff, right? But yeah. to bring to bring back what what Richard was saying about uh, this rumor about uh, Com- Coleman Domingo, who's possibly rumored to take place or take over the the King uh, character. I don't think that's true. I, I think maybe maybe he was approached by Marvel to do an, a villain or do a character in the in the MCU, but I don't know if they wanted to go back to Kane. I, and I certainly don't have any strong feelings for Kane or Jonathan Majors. Uh, I, I didn't particularly like his performance as Kane. Uh, so the fact that they are breaking away from that, and I, again, we're we're not sure, but I would I would wish they do break away from that because it seems like a better move. Uh, but you know, I don't know. A lot of things seems to be up in the air. We got, we also got news about Stephen Yoon has left Thunderbolts, or, or maybe wasn't necessarily confirmed that he was going to be in Thunderbolts. But it seems like he was maybe uh, talked about. Now he has left the project, or he's left the the conversations to to star in that uh, uh, that series or that movie. And I, th- I I don't know. I think that to me that. Uh, 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 represents uh, a certainly Marvel coming up with new ideas for for what they're going to do next. But uh, even Yoon announced that himself, right? Yes, yes. I think someone someone asked him during the either the Golden Globes or uh, or an interview, or you know, yeah. But he confirmed that he's not going to be part of the Thunderbolts. And I, I think he said something about it was scheduling, you know, differences. Yes. And it, well, he, the, he apologized. He apologized because he said he, you know he always wanted. To play a Marvel character, and I would still like to at some point, but mm-hmm. you know something came up. Well, I, I think the project was pushed back because of the strike and because of all these other things that happened. And so I think mm-hmm. uh, initially he probably had a, a spot that was you know uh, ready for him. You know he could probably had there was probably a couple months in his schedule that he could do it. Yeah, he was now, probably he was already committed to another project. Uh, or he's, time, he's thinking, time, or he's yeah. thinking about doing another project that he probably has more feelings. Because what I'm hearing is this is probably much more of a smaller part. Uh, That's what I heard too. Yeah, but it potentially could be bigger in in the in the in the MCU stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, he apologized, but I, I don't know if he needed to apologize. <laughs> I mean, well, he's 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 hoping to he's hoping that he, to still play a superhero in the future. I guess so. Yeah, in live yeah. action, yeah, you never want to burn the bridge you're crossing. Um, yeah, so I guess that's about it for MCU stuff. Uh, you want to go to uh, Golden Golden Globes? Let's just talk about Golden Globes. Golden Globes happened a couple of days ago, and we saw the ceremonies. I think the stri- you know just my first thoughts on the on the Golden Globes. I think uh, initially, I, at first, I didn't know that was uh, was gonna be was gonna be airing or gonna be presenting a couple of days ago. I, I was shocked that it was already here. Um, but I think the strike helped the Golden Globes a lot because it seems like all the actors wanted to celebrate or party, and Golden Globes just ha- happened to be like the first big event in that in that you know award season. And because I think I think before the strike, 
there was this big negative uh, 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 cloud over the Golden Globes, and I think there was a really a a, a, a serious kind of uh, thought that a lot of a lot a lot of people weren't going to show up, but that was not the case in, in the in this ceremonies because uh, no, everyone who was a big star pretty much showed up for this one. Yeah, once yeah, once, it got, once it got picked up by CBS, and uh, also once it got uh, Dick Clark picked up the rights to it. I mean that that really uh. Uh, brought him back to uh, I mean full Golden Globes. I mean, and that brought the booze back basically. <laughs> and uh, um, so, and plus it's such a big year for Oppenheimer and Barbie. So, mm-hmm. as I mean, uh, uh, if you get a Christopher Nolan there, and you know that I mean yeah. that I mean, and uh, obviously Coast of Flower Moon, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, so those two, they, they're you know they're going to come. Every, out everyone, their almost films. everyone was there. Almost yeah, everyone no, no, was it, there. But, but once those two come in, I mean that's that's the one that says, "Oh, I got to go to this party," mm-hmm. and then that's. But um, I got to kind of like counter in many ways because I thought the kind of whole event was kind of like dead. Oh like, yeah, I mean like um, <laughs> I mean there's no there's no big was, surprises just, in, in this. It was just no, but besides the awards, like I just thought the it was just like so. Bland, like it felt like watching like um, like the Emmys or something like that. Like the Golden Globes usually seemed like a whole lot more creative Fancier or something. Yeah, yeah, it felt a lot cheaper. It almost felt like that YouTube thing, the um, the Critics Choice. Yeah, it felt a lot more like that. Mm. Well, Critics Choice is actually getting look, bigger. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and look, it, it's that's not a bad thing, you know. In, in many ways, it felt more like a, an award ceremony. It's just I thought the Golden Globes were always more like the the one like hey this is the stupid one <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. well <laughs> and we're having fun you know and I didn't feel that this time like everyone was there though I'll agree with that I was kept very surprised by that because I'm like you know with with the with the audience they had there I would have guessed that they would have I would have thought they would have been able to get a better host <laughs> no that's it that's the thing I mean that's what they were saying I mean uh it was at the at the time that it was um uh it was uh, uh um. It was hard to find a host because the, all the hosts were. Uh, dur- it was during the strike, yeah. and uh, and they were they were um, mm-hmm. they were but they were being asked during the strike, and they were everyone they were was declining to say, and if if I if I accept this, and if the strike is still going on, that would, that would hurt me more than you know whatever. So you know, it, it, last year it was um, Gerard Carmichael, right? Or was that the year before? I no, it was, I think that was last year, and I think Gerard Carmichael did a worse job than. Jo- Joy Coy, and I know I everyone. Thought Gerard sh- Carl Michael was way better. <laughs> oh, I, well, I, I'll give you this. He kind of stuck with his brand of comedy, uh, Gerard Carmichael. Uh, but Joy Coy did feel like he was trying to be a host. Like he felt very uncomfortable. Oh, and so I, I mean, I don't. I don't. To be honest, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not familiar with both of these guys' work. I mean, it's comedy. But, but right? I. I'll I'll say this. Joy Coy for me was like one of the biggest like bombs I've ever seen like in any comedy show, any like comedy event. Well, like I've never heard this guy stand up before. Yeah, me either. And I know he's like a big. I know he's a huge comedian and stuff. But I've never heard of stand up, but this was like a horrible like you know first impression. And look, I understand that he had like very little time to prepare, but like this was just awful. Like I I couldn't believe it. Like it was such a bad way to start off the show. But um, Gerard Card Michael, like for me, like at least for myself, 
I appreciated what he did because he at least just got on stage and was like, I just did this for the money. And then he basically got off stage. Like, that was, his, that was his whole thing. Like, he basically refused to participate. And he just did it. He just took the money and, and ran, basically. I don't think there's that and much. I respect that. I don't think there's that much money in this the, these hosting things. Unless, I mean, maybe for Jar Carmichael. Yeah, for him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was a, that was a big paycheck. But, uh, but and I, maybe even for Joy Coy, maybe that's a big paycheck. But I... I Obviously, Joy Coy, I think he was thinking this is going to launch him to a new level of, of fame or, 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 you know, like. I think it backfired, unfortunately. And I, to- I think it definitely to- totally backfired. I didn't. I don't think he realized how how horrible those rooms are because you got a whole room of Hollywood figures who don't really take good take a joke really well. Well, uh, Robert De Niro was a true player. Oh, yeah. That was at I least the only time. Yeah. That was the only time where I was like, at least. Things feel okay right now because <laughs> he was he was laughing, you know, he, he was hel- he was helping him out basically. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think he really thought it was funny. I think he was just trying to help him. Right, right. <laughs> He's such a good actor. <laughs> I remember one particular Golden Globes where they had uh, um, Will Ferrell. It's funny because they had Will Ferrell and uh, um, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, right? So they that they did a bit here in this year, but they did a bit a couple years ago where they were kind of making up. Um, the storylines for these movies because they, you know the bit is they they really they never really saw these movies and so they're making up the storylines and everyone's having a good time and uh, they cut to Tommy Lee Jones who had the biggest fuck you face on his on his on his mug and he That's was like Tommy. he took the he took the the the, the air right out of the, the room with his face <laughs> and I think and it, pretty much well, everybody- what about uh. <laughs> I mean, what about Nolan, Nolan though, when I know. Uh, Joy Coy, uh, oh, when, he's, yeah. when he's talking about how he never finished Oppenheimer? <laughs> I know. I, it, it, it seemed like everyone was like Tommy Lee Jones in this year. <laughs> this year, everyone had a Tommy oh, Lee Jones okay, face. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Christopher Nolan, I mean, it's funny because Joy Coy just really botched but, the opportunity but, to make fun of, of did, Christopher Nolan uh, working out uh, with the Peloton, <laughs> you know, that story about how he but, was working out with Peloton and the Peloton mm. uh, Whatever it's called, the trainer was making fun of his movie, uh, T- Tenet. Oh. That was a story that came out recently. That, I mean, that would have been a perfect joke if if Joey Coy had, I don't know, real writers or something. Yeah, it had but, to be um, like the CBS writer, so it's got to be Colbert's people or 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 maybe even it could you know, be just Bruce Levant uh, Valance. <laughs> yeah, it could be like old guys, school, like yeah, <laughs> these horrible but, old school TV host yeah. jokes. There, you know, like. Yeah, game show the, jokes. Whoever they found the, at the at the Laugh Factory and shit like that, I mean, uh, well, I also just thought it was kind of interesting that you know Joy Coy, like, um, he makes this joke about Oppenheimer, you know, being extremely long, and he right. hasn't finished the movie yet. He'll get around to it, you know, once you know he has time for season two or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> I think that was his joke. That was a joke, right? Um, yeah, it, uh, but you know, then he goes on to immediately just like praise um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Which is longer, <laughs> and also, but didn't he, he? He's teeing it up because it was, uh, you know, it was white people, you know, stealing the story and stuff like that. And let me actually let me play a little bit of Joy Coy of the 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 wonderful <laughs> comedic timing of Joy Coy. Uh, Why? Because uh, we're talking about him. Maybe maybe we maybe we maybe we hear, heard it wrong. Maybe it's he's actually like very. Schmer. Oppenheimer and Barbie are competing for cinematic box office achievement. 
Oppenheimer is based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the Manhattan Project. And Barbie is on a plastic doll with big boobies. <laughs> I watched Barbie. I loved it. I really did love it. Um, I, I don't want you guys to think that I'm a creep, but a, it was kind of weird being attracted to a plastic doll. It's just something about your eyes, Ryan. The whole show, just close your eyes, Ryan. Everyone just looks into your eyes. And, and Margo, it's not always about you. <laughs> the key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Uh, or what casting directors call character actor. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, this is too bad. <laughs> some I wrote, some other people wrote. Robert De Niro's here! Yo, I... All right, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> it was pretty terrible. I, I look, it's a tough gig. I don't blame him. I mean, I maybe he was not the right choice for the hosting. They probably Obviously should have went with a hostless night. Uh, I think I, Jim Gaffigan would have filled in a lot better. I think Jim Gaffigan. Everyone talks about how controversy <laughs> Joy Coy jokes were. I think they were pretty tame. I think Jim Gaffigan, and maybe the you know he's much a better comedian. He had probably the most controversial joke about the pedophile the jeff uh jeff epstein pedophile joke mm -hmm. which kind of bombed. He, epstein it, joke? he did a, jo a joke about how like you have to be a hollywood elite i forgot what was the joke but he did make a pedophile joke and it, it kind of bombed in the air but it didn't make him much controversy or you know much uh, uh news worthy stuff because you know he's a he's a comedian he played it off i think yeah. joy coy's problem was that he harked on the fact that it was bombing. And when he focused on the fact that he was bombing in the room, it made everyone more aware, oh, yeah, he is definitely bombing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he, he should he should just just go on to the next joke. Don't don't even mention it. Uh, uh, and I think his, his, his monologue should have been a lot smaller. Yeah. You know, it should have been like cut those jokes like maybe half, and I think he would have been okay. But, yeah, it didn't help him. didn't help him this, this, this gig. didn't help him at all. Well, he wanted to introduce him to all the all the uh, all the uh, the uh, the movies and stuff like that, and uh, forget it. I mean, if, the, if you can't get good good jokes out of it, cut it. Yeah. Uh, is there was there any big surprise of the Golden Globes for you guys? It was there. Or, I mean, pretty much everything that won should have Not, won. Or movie wise, I think Anatomy of the Fall was probably a big um, the biggest mm -hmm. uh, surprise surprises. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, there was one other thing that surprised me, but I don't remember. I didn't write anything down. <laughs> I think <laughs> television-wise, I was really, I was, you know, obviously Succession was going to win, but it was good to see Beef, uh, Beef win and Bear win. Mm -hmm. For um, so uh, I really well, well that liked that them. wasn't surprising to me because you guys praise those shows so much. <laughs> no, but still, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, we knew that the Bear would had the, had a good shot, but Beef was always being overlooked. I'm surprised they weren't like, um, uh, and and like the same category. No, because it's a uh, beef has a limited one shot. Series. Oh, okay, okay, that's why. And yeah. also, the bear is it's considered a comedy, Cont which is weird. A continuing series, yeah. And succession is the drama, so that's why they're able to win now, both of them. The real, the real uh, interesting one would see would be to see all three of those battle it out, right, and see who would come out on top. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I think they're <laughs> next week is the Emmys or something, or the Emmys is coming up pretty soon. So I think that's what's going to happen over there. Oh yeah, Opera. We'll, we'll I think out. Opera. The you know, for me the the sh- I don't know if a shock, but I was surprised that Oppenheimer kind of swept. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Killian Murphy, uh, Nolan got his uh, mm-hmm. his win, and then best drama was uh, best picture was Oppenheimer. So that I think. If you're betting on the uh, Academy Awards, Oppenheimer is like the front. I I would say it's the front runner. I mean, even more so than say Killers of the Flower Moon or or anyone else. I think Oppenheimer is like the one to beat. Yeah, I I mean, I was I was I was expecting that just because just because Oppenheimer is like the only movie that's nominated that I think of that scene. So and I feel like there's a lot of people that are you know that are in the academy that are like you know I've only seen like three of these movies and and not and all honestly, two of them suck. <laughs> <laughs> so Oppenheimer's the winner. <laughs> I think the biggest surprise as far as the awards um, itself was the the introduction of the best performance in stand up comedy on television. Went to Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> terrible. Oh, they, I, but it was a terrible they category. Just chose, they just yeah. chose him because he's hosted so many times. Yeah, and, people and were like, "Oh, I recognize." They obviously, wanted to come back, but here's I certainly don't. Here's the nominations: uh, Ricky Gervais, Trevor Noah, Chris Rock, Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, and Wanda Sykes. Which I mean, mm-hmm. none of them are like younger than thirty-five years old or something. <laughs> I mean. These are really, I mean, it's just an old crowd. Well, Trevor Noah is the youngest, probably. Yeah, but he's still an old fart. I mean, how? I mean, he must be in his, he almost, he must be forty right now, or close to his forties. Like, there's no young blood, and maybe that's maybe that has something to do. Maybe that has more to say about comedy, the state of comedy now. But it's just tough to get, you know, uh, recognition nowadays. But there, I mean, there's from... some, there's some people, but we we haven't seen them like pop out, pop up in movies yet. And usually, by the time they do end up popping in movies, they're already like a bit older. Yeah. And also, but I'm saying like 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 these guys who are nominated for best stand up. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are like their fifth, sixth comedy. Special, oh yeah, they're <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. No, I, they, they didn't. They didn't pick the comedians that you would expect. Right. Yeah. 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 Because uh, they just. I think they picked comedians or actors basically yeah. that are like, oh, yeah. they've been in movies that we've nominated before. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, oh, that I, person's hosted before. I, I like the idea of like giving an award to a stand-up special. That makes sense to me. But the thing is, yeah. but the thing is, they also have to be careful. They have to be like, oh, we have to, we can't nominate Dave Chappelle, you know. <laughs> you well, know. well, well, I mean, the nominates. Uh, I mean, the winner is Ricky Gervais, and he had equally a controversial yeah, but special. I, yeah, it but been I mean, Chris he's... Rock, of course. I don't know. I, I mean, I it, it should have been Chris Rock, of course. Amy Schumer is well, kind of controversial be. too, and Sarah Simmons oh, kind of controversial. No, I mean, no, I don't no, know. No. All these guys are just kind of. But I, my my problem is that is, is if they're controversial or not. My problem is like these are just old fucking standups, and and you know, I don't know. It's like it's like fucking. The Grammys, uh, you know, or it used to be the but Grammys also, uh, album of the year. To be, used to always give it to the old, you know, rock band, you know. Steely Dan. They also used to give it to Steely Dan for like five years in a row. I mean, yeah, that's basically exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess for me, the like the biggest surprise, and it, it was maybe uh, Paul Giamatti for, for uh, the holdovers. And I guess it makes sense because it was, it was categorized as a comedy. 
because uh, uh, Killian Murphy won for drama. And I, I, you know, I'm I mean, actually surprised that he got recognized, and I liked it. I, I, uh, I like that performance a lot. Good. I like that movie a lot. So I was, I was, I was happy. I'm not, I'm not that surprised by that one because mm-hmm. he's, he's like one of those actors that's like just so, so kind of reliable. He's always like great in everything he's in, mm-hmm. and any genre that he's in also. And um, it's, it, maybe I just haven't been seen watching enough movies lately, but it feels like this is the first time I've, I've seen. Paul Giamatti in a very long time, yeah, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's also this kind of like, oh, like a return of this, re- re- return of the legend, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, he was, you know, it's funny because I was watching- uh, He's been uh, doing TV, right? He was doing, well, he had Billions. He just finished the lo- lo- final season of Billions. So he was busy with yeah, that. Yeah, and I think, that's, that, I think that's all he had been doing for like a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had, he just started a podcast that I started listening to. He was, he's, yeah, it's, it's great. Um. But here's a he here, had problems with his voice recently and on Billions. You could tell. I mean, there was something wrong. With, uh, he wasn't as as his voice wasn't a hundred hundred percent as it usually was oh, for like yeah, half a know. season at least in the Billions. You could tell. Hmm. I don't know. But, but here, here's the thing. I think this is will definitely please Raymond because he was in the he was in the the red carpet for the Golden Globes and he was asked what particular genre he would do next. And this is his answer. And this is, makes me actually a bigger fan because I don't think he would, would recognize, or I don't think you would expect th- this answer from him. Paul Giamatti? Yeah. Your career obviously, you know, spans comedy, drama, everything. Is there a genre that you would love to still do? Horror. Horror? I'd like to do more horror. What's your favorite horror. horror movie? Oh, that's a that's a very tricky question. Uh, I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a lot. Paul, that is a different side of you that is I it? was not expecting. Oh, very good. I love horror. Love it. Texas Chainsaw. You're great sick. movie. It's a you're great sick. movie. No, 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 no. It's a great movie. Now, it's a do you want to be the killer? Um, <laughs> I don't think I could do the killer, <laughs> but I don't know what I would be. You're make a good point. What would I be in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> I don't know, but I would love to do something. I mean, I don't know if I want to do that exactly, but I like horror. There you go. Makes you a bigger fan, uh, Raymond. Oh, it shows the man has good taste. He knows, <laughs> well, he knows that. He agrees with the best horror film of all time. <laughs> he's currently in the um, the horror series uh, Thirty Coins. So yes, that makes that's a right. lot of sense. That's right. I've heard right. of that. I think it was the second season or something. Like it that? was the second season. It's a Spanish uh, show, mm-hmm. um, but from the guy uh, Inglesias, Alex Inglesias, mm-hmm. who's uh, really. Uh, Leading Spanish horror or genre director, you know, is this is uh, yeah, it's on it's Max, it's probably it's probably the one of the great Spanish series on Max. I've seen a couple episodes of the first season, haven't got to second season yet, but yeah, I was shocked that he, he appeared in season two, and now it all makes sense that he's a big horror guy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, any more words on the Golden Globes? I think we're done with that. Unless you want to hear more best... Joy Coy's uh, monologue. No, <laughs> okay. I think the best the best thing of the whole event was seeing the Suits reunion. Oh, I'll <laughs> say I'll, I'll say one other one other surprise. Okay, I'll say one surprise. I I just remembered. I was surprised that Spider Man didn't win Best Animated Movie. Uh, it was the boy in the, the Heron, Harold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I'm actually I'm actually happy with that because I think the Spider Man animated movie was um pretty overrated. So, you know what? The Spider Man movie, the animated movie, I liked a lot the very in the very beginning, the first act, first, maybe even the second act. Me too. And but yeah. the third act got kind of repetitive and it got very typical. 
And we're, you know, obviously this is the second part of a third or, you know, a, tr- a trilogy or whatever. It's just, you know, it's leaves in the cliffhanger. It's a weird, this is the weirdest feeling I had because I thought I loved the movie all the way through. But I don't know if I'm even excited for the next one. You know what I mean? Because it leaves you with such a typical superhero uh, uh, cliffhanger. I'm like, is mm-hmm. that way? Is that really what they're gonna build this up to? I mean, I just everything up to that point was like innovative. It got to like well, the reason why I love a Spider-Man uh, stories. You know, the kid is dealing with issues, but then it leaves you with this kind of like not bad taste, but it leaves you with like ah, it leaves you with scratching your head and thinking, is just the next episode, next you know, movie is gonna be just a typical comic movie? You know, like. I don't know. I was not that that I didn't like the ending. I mean, I'll say this: I'm not I'm not like, really that anticipating for the next movie. And I, I'll go a, a bit further. I would say that I actually, unfortunately, didn't really like the first like half of. I mean, I didn't like the second half of the movie. I mean, I only liked the first half. I think uh, the movie also in the middle kind of just focuses a little way too much on fan service mm. and just does a bunch of Easter eggs and kind of. Um, Spends way too much time with that, but I mean, yeah. Regardless, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think any of the animated movies that, at least any of the animated movies I saw this year were great. Oh, actually, you know what? The one I liked the most didn't even get nominated. It was the Ninja, Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Uh, Remy, I'm surprised I didn't didn't get nominated. Can you put your mic a little bit higher? I'm surprised the Ninja Turtles animated movie wasn't nominated for yeah. um, best animated. Yeah, movie. I was. I actually had a. I like that movie too. I like that movie a lot too. Yeah. Okay. And said Mario made it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mario, it's a big blockbuster, right? Yeah, uh, but they have their blockbuster category now. <laughs> I guess that's it for for uh, Golden Globes. Whoa. Hmm? Breaking news. What's that? Major League in 4K Blu-ray just announced. <laughs> <laughs> Must get. <laughs> That's coming from Blu-ray.com. Yeah, Major League. Wait, Major League is never is not available on 4K. Nah, it's 35th anniversary, I guess. And we just got a uh, Naked Gun uh, recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're slowly coming out. Uh, let me. Yeah, let's go. Well, speaking of breaking news, let's talk about some of the news that came out recently. Um, well, before we talk about that, before we talk about that, let's talk about how horrible the. Um, Artwork is for this major league Blu-ray. Oh, I didn't even see oh, it. Let me, let, me, at, let me pull it up. I'm looking at it right now. Who's, I'm like, wow, this is awful. Who's I doing the worse. Who's doing the 4K? Paramount. Uh, oh, Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Am mean, I seeing worse? Uh, yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, the other the, the Steelbook is worse. I thought the Steelbook looked a little better, but I mean, they're both like they're both not great. I mean, the Blu-ray looked so much better. <laughs> oh, okay. Up your butt, Chobu. <laughs> so this is uh, the back of Charlie Sheen's head, uh, with the with the crazy haircut. It, it it looks like a bad Photoshop, but I mean that's expected unless they could get Charlie Sheen to get that haircut <laughs> yeah, again, <right. laughs> which I don't think he's going to well, do. They made, the, they made that direct TV, uh, not too long ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, this this steel book is pretty cool. It looks like a uh, like a like a sports locker and like. A, uh, in the dugout or Fair whatever, group. and that's pretty cool. We got Joe Boo in it, or a photo of Joe Boo. Yeah, uh, one of the best uh, baseball movies still. One of the best baseball comedies out there. 
Okay, let's go to news. Uh, like the, like I was saying, this is this came out today, uh, and maybe this will inter- interest you, Rich. Uh, everyone talks about there's going to make a Mandalorian movie, but oh, do yeah. you want to see a, the Mandalorian with Grogu, directed by John Favreau? If I have to, yes. <laughs> really? I mean, uh, yeah, compared to compared to the Ray Filoni, the Ray Solo movie or whatever, standalone. Oh, yeah. movie. Um. So uh, yeah. apparently, John Favreau is going to go into production pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. He's expected to film later this year. But so. they said that about the Ray movie. Yeah, I guess that's going to also go into production this year too. I mean, no, but now they're saying that's going to take a little longer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll I'll say this because you know I I didn't watch Mandalorian season three because Boba Fett, you know, for me, Rude. Boba Fett and Obi Wan. Yeah, kind of ruined Star Wars for me. It just left. I didn't even think you know Boba Fett and like and uh, Obi Wan were just were like complete trash. Like I've I probably seen worse Star Wars you know content before in my life, but they were just so unnecessary. You know what I mean? And just such a waste. And especially because there there are good elements in those things, like some of the casting and some of um. Uh, some of the locations and stuff like that, but it was all kind of, it just all kind of felt like it was like wasted on just like, well, we got to have Star Wars content, you know, to put out there, you yeah. know, and, and um, it just kind of ruined Star Wars for me and kind of left this bad taste where I just like, if you guys aren't going to put any effort in, then I don't know why I have to put any effort in, you know, and, um, but I, hearing that John Favreau is, you know, making the Star Wars movie does, does make me, does make me want to kind of actually maybe go back and, Watch uh, Mandalorian season three and uh, watch Andor. Maybe I should watch Andor first because I'm sure Mandalorian season three will probably leave a bad taste. Well, it, 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 maybe this is this sounds maybe this I'm pessimistic, but this sounds like maybe they were scheduling season four and they said fuck it, you know, just do a movie <laughs> instead. And we're not going to give you a higher budget. You could just shoot it, you know, on the whatever that what's that called the. I don't know. The dome. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot. What, they had, there's a name, but just shoot it on there. A bunch of green screen. <laughs> we got the the <laughs> the special effects already made. You could do this really cheap, and we'll just we'll just present it as a movie. You know, the Mandalorian with Grogu, and you know, yeah. Of, you know what, man? <laughs> you might be right because like the viewership was so down for yeah. season three, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't it like like I I might be exaggerating, but it wasn't it like fifty percent down from like season two. It was pretty. It was pretty low. I mean, it, it and also well, it had like a lot of competition because of I think game, did it went up against Game of Thrones? Um, oh, oh no, I think it went up against This Is Us. Or uh, The Last of Us, rather. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very, two very different shows. <laughs> uh, because of Pedro. I think Pedro was in both or something like that. But um, And also with, with not much fanfare, kind of, you know, they were expecting, they were expecting a lot of the fans to come back, even though it wasn't well promoted. I, I don't think it was well promoted. But I don't think it was as bad as, as um, Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka was pretty lower. Oh, yeah. Made lower. Yeah. Well, Ahsoka, I mean... Ahsoka is probably because Boba Fett and um, uh, Mandalorian season three probably left a bad taste in the in the remaining fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not too thrilled. No, because I mean, last season I mean was even if Bryce Dallas Howard you know, couldn't even make it a successful episode. I mean, it's done. I mean, yeah, yeah. Bryce Bryce mm-hmm. had a 
horrible one. Taika did a you know crappy one, and uh, and I only don't get me started on Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, big I mean, disappointment. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, let's move on to the next project or the next item. Um, Scorsese, if you're a fan of um, the Killer of the uh, Flower Moon. You would think that, you know, that was a three hour plus movie and you would think maybe he is done with, with movies. Maybe he's going to take a break. It seems like he's jumping on the next film. He, he, there's news that came out today or not today, a couple of days ago on Los Angeles Times. He was, t- he was talking to the Los Angeles Times and he said he is going to film later this year an 80 minute long movie about Jesus. You know, he's, he's always going to do Jesus again. Yeah. yeah, he's going to do Jesus. He's you know, remember he's a big religious guy, and uh, this is going to be based on the same. Uh, this is going to be based on book, The Life of Jesus, by the same author who did Silence, which is a movie he adapted uh, in 2016. He, according to him, he this is uh, this is uh, going to be a movie going back to the basics of Jesus. It's not going to be controversial. It's going to try to be. Go go back to the original teachings of Jesus, and that's what he wants. And you know, maybe he's older man now, and maybe he, you know, he's getting more back into the religion he, you know, he he was interested in when he was a kid. You know, famously, uh, Scorsese wanted to be a priest when he was younger. So it's Timothy Chalamet as Jesus. <laughs> maybe. I don't well, know. He's worked for least... in, the, in, the, in, a com- in a in a commercial, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I do, I I mean I don't know if it's gonna be Jesus as a baby Jesus or Jesus as a the Jesus that we kind of you know know thirty year old Jesus I, I'm not sure but um it's interesting I'm it, it, you know yeah. it's interesting that you know he is what how old is Scorsese now like in his eighties and the fact that he is jumping onto another project is incredible that he has this uh, endurance. Well, so does Michael Mann. So does uh, 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 Ridley Scott. Ford, yeah, Ridley Scott. Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, you look yeah, at him. True. I mean, his, he's he gambled his house or whatever <laughs> his, his, uh, on his next film or whatever. So they all have the endurance to Wait, continue get to, closer to make to the movie. Mic. Right, right. They're all interested in making movies that, unfortunately, were no one's really interested in watching. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> I'm the younger generation, at least. <laughs> I mean, I don't think older generations are really watching them either. But I mean, it's un- it's unfortunate. But I mean, it, 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 they seem to always like. If, I'll say this, you know, at least for Martin Scorsese, they they leave, they at least always seem to turn out to be good products, good movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what was, what was uh, Francis Ford Coppola's last movie? Like it was uh, the last one I'm thinking of was Twix or whatever with uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> that could be his yeah. last one, like, unless he did something before after that. But he's he's doing the uh, he's been working on that that robot movie right for like years, like decades or what is it? Oh, like the Metropolis Apocalypse or yeah, the Metropolis, Metropolis movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't think it's a robot movie for per se, but yeah, it's. I think it's no, a, I, it's it's not it's not a robot movie. I just got I just got confused. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, he's been working on that. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola been working on that for uh, decades, decades, right? Yeah, yeah decades. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, do you and, think that's ever going to actually happen? He's filming it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's almost it's, done. Yeah, it's almost done. Isn't, oh, really? Yeah, it's supposed to come out this year. It's an okay. Do you now? Do you think it's actually going to be a good movie, or do you think it's going to be a Valerian situation? I know. I know it's supposed to be like in the near future. It's going to be taking a. You know, it's going to be like a satire on elite society. I think it's going to be more kind of a futuristic take on on uh, the Great Gatsby or something like that. Some, something in that vein, you know. Like, uh, um, but I don't know if I. It, it, I gotta see the trailer. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I mean, it has Adam Driver. I know it has. I think Oscar Isaac is in it. There's a uh, there's a lot of good talent. I mean, if in everyone it. wants everyone wants to work with him because I mean, it's been so long since he's made a movie and he. Yeah, I think Twixt was his last movie. But you know, to go back to like Scorsese, I just and I you know I, I haven't finished Killers of a Flower Moon, but my first initial I haven't even started it. My first initial uh, impression of it though is that it's an epic movie. It's a massive epic movie, and and that they don't necessarily make anymore. You know, there's a, these are a period piece. People are dressed up in clothing. There's a ton of extras. It looks massive that they don't do anymore. You know, I was just complaining about how the Star Wars movies are just kind of made on green screen in that dome or whatever it's called. And and mm-hmm. it looks fake. It feels it has this artificial, you know, essence to it. And that's not the case with the Killers of the Flower Moon. And I'm sure it's not going to be the case right. with this new Jesus movie. The only problem is like, you know, the Killers of the Flower Moon is that, I mean, even though people praised it, it it's not necessarily a movie that for, are made for mass consumption and that's not a bad thing uh that's that's okay you know doesn't not everything has to be made for the masses um but it's interesting we're getting these older filmmakers and i think a lot of these films are are their last hurrah and and you know p- passion projects and you know we saw that with like spielberg with his personal movie the the fablemans which is kind of based on his own semi-biographical uh, movie based on his life. Um, but is it appealing for everybody? Probably not. No, probably no. not. And it, was, and it was a good movie, but I mean, it's, it's, it's like we're getting at this point where we have like all these like, you know, great filmmakers that can still make great movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Francis Ford Coppola is <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> still making great movies, but, but I mean, but for, for in Scorsese's case, at least, and, um, and other filmmakers, uh, at least, and for, uh, they still can make great movies, but they're making these movies that um, just, like, no one cares about, no one's watching, and they're making them for these very expensive budgets that, the, you know, they've never made in, even made movies at before, but, I mean, they've earned it. I mean, they've made so much money for these studios. Well, I don't know if Scorsese has made so much money for these studios, well, he he gives some uh, prestige. Well, he hasn't. He right. hasn't. He has in the long run. Because I mean, to to say that you know he hasn't made money for Warner Brothers, I mean they're still milking Goodfellas, you know. Right, right, right. And and Killers of the Flower Moon, even though it's like made for I don't know, like a, a three hundred well, million. Yeah, he's he's certainly not making money for Apple. <laughs> no, but he what they're getting is a preste- the the, yeah. the the label of prestige, so, so they could go to the to Oscars, you know. And I and unfortunately, I don't, I just don't know if that's worth anything anymore. Uh, only two executives with big egos who want to have okay. uh, want to see their faces on the Oscars. That's I mean, basically, yeah. and maybe that's a good thing because you know, Killers of Flower Moon is considered one of his better movies, uh, or at least one of his better movies in his later career. Um. 
and it's probably going to do wonders for for uh, Lily Gladstone, who's probably most likely going to be the front runner for the Oscar uh, to win an Oscar. Uh, I do keep hearing people saying that this is like one of Scorsese's best movies, but mm-hmm. would it, would it be just as good if he made it for like half the budget? You wouldn't. I don't think you would get that epic scope. Not like I only saw the first hour, and I'll, I'll have to go back and rewatch it. But uh, I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> the there is an uh, there's a when I first saw it, I'm like, oh my god, I haven't seen this type of movie before. I mean, in, in recent years, where people are there's you could tell that their artistry with the clothing, the period, the even the the set design, it feels very tactile. It feels real. And that comes from a guy who knows how to direct that. I think young directors, unfortunately, don't know how to do that, even no, if they're given they that don't. tools it's, or it, money, you know. So it, it, it's different. It's because filmmaking is so much different now than it used to. But back then, it, it took so much more innovating, and like it was, there was there was so much more like that you had to do on set. It, everything's filmmaking nowadays is basically all like done on a computer, right? Like all yeah. the, all the stuff that people had to like do before that was difficult. It's not even their job anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why you got a lot of, uh, good buzz, even though the movie was not well received for the creator and where Garf, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Garf, um, or Garrett Evans, Edwards, Edwards, Garrett Edwards, where, you know, he, here's a guy who m- made the movie with a kind of economical camera. I mean, the camera wasn't that too high tech. It wasn't one, one of these like red, you know, IMAX, you know, expensive cameras. It was like a off the shelf camera. And he filmed a lot of it on real um, locations and then used that as plates for his uh, special effects. And that's why it, the movie looks so good, even though people complain about the story. I didn't. No, no one really complained about the visual look of that movie, and, and and he was able to make this these special effects with with I think the budget for was like a hundred and eighty million, which is nothing compared to the MCU or the you know these superhero movies, and he were he was able to make a, a extremely realistic looking uh, science fiction movie. Uh, too bad he didn't spend enough time on the script, <laughs> but. Uh, but you know, whatever. It, it, it visually it looks great. I only, I only saw like the first like fifteen minutes of that movie, and I thought it was fantastic. So I, I know like you guys told me because I was watching it with you guys, and I had to leave. Mm-hmm. And like it, I'm like, you guys told me that the movie like completely like goes downhill from where I from when I left. I'm like, how's that possible? <laughs> The movie started off so good. Like, it, yeah, was... it started really, really, really good. I, I don't know. I got to rewatch it again. Uh, like I said, I fell asleep through it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a big fan of of, of John, John, or what's his name, David John oh, yeah, David uh, Washington. Oh no, not John uh, John David Washington. Yeah, John David Washington. I, I think he is poor man's Denzel Washington. Unfortunately, uh, I don't even think he's that man. No, he's like. <laughs> He's not a leading man. I don't he's think not he's a, a terrible man. actor. Yeah. He's not a leading man. I think he. I think he'd be fine just playing all these like kind of side characters. Like I could see him playing like uh, a guy on a like on like you know in like the 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 and like Predator movie and the Predator movie like being one of the guys you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> gets killed off or something like that. <laughs> or like like he if, if they're doing another they're doing another Aliens movie right uh, he could be like one of the guys that you know mm-hmm. is on a team and then gets killed off halfway in the movie. 
Right. Like that's what I see. Him. To, that's the, what I see him as. The qualification: he has to get killed off in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting killed off by like Predator and Alien. I mean, like uh, it, Bill Paxton was okay with it. He should be okay with it, right? Uh, let me ask you this: What's your opinion of Jacob Jacob Elordi? Who? <laughs> now he's the guy who played Elvis in in uh, Priscilla. He's also in uh, Euphoria. Oh, I haven't seen Priscilla. I haven't I'm watched Euphoria. Oh, and I think he's in Salt Burn. So he's I coming haven't up. Seen it yet? Yeah, he's in a lot of big things. I see. Yeah. So, Rich, what, but, what's your uh, what's your what's your th- take on Jacob Elordi? Yeah, I was, I was like Raymond. I haven't seen him in on film yet, acting wise. So, uh, the looks wise, he's fine. But um, and he's a tall motherfucker, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was not, he was up for Superman. Right, right. Uh, I guess he's getting a lot of praise for Saltburn, Priscilla. <laughs> Apparently, he just got uh, cast to play Frankenstein in Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, that was uh, supposed to. Uh, it was supposed. It uh, went once. Uh, Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac was named. Uh, everyone assumed that he was going to be the monster or whatever. But uh, yeah, well, no, he's going to be a very yeah. short Doctor Frankenstein. I don't know. Actually, I don't. <laughs> know, I'm not sure what character he's in the movie. Oscar Isaac and and Christoph Christoph Waltz and uh, oh, who else? Uh, Mia Goff is in it. I think Mia Goff is also in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently, uh, Andrew. Garfield was originally supposed to be the Frankenstein, oh, but he, he was okay. uh, he's unable to do it, so he got replaced just recently. The news came out that Jacob Elordi. This is going to be a Netflix original film. This is going to be Detroit's oh. second uh, film for Netflix after the Oscar nominated uh, animated film, um, Pinocchio. 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 Oh, it won! It won! Right? It won! It won! Yeah, yeah. it won! For yeah. Them. So this is going. I love to be- Pinocchio. I, I I'd say Pinocchio is like one of the last great movies I've seen. You I know Mike hated the movie. Right? <laughs> I didn't hate it. Rich, Rich, you hated it too, right? I like the. Hate it. I I just thought it was okay. Right? I, I, the, oh, okay. the middle of that movie felt a little dense, but I loved the the bookends of the two movies. So I, really I wish touching. we had an. I wish we had an animated movie this year that was as good as Pinocchio, something that could be like, yes, now this is this is what we should be rooting for. You know what I mean? So good that it actually, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. qualifies to be, you know, a best picture contender. Um, I don't know. I just see all these people online saying, like, Spider-Man should have been nominated, should be nominated <laughs> for best picture. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, Spider-Man got or the you know Spider-Man across the universe, or whatever it's called, it was in a lot of people's top ten list, and I, I'm like. I don't, I don't, I don't think I would put that on my top ten list. Yeah, I, I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's how good. can you? It's I good. don't understand how. Yeah, it is good. It is good. It's not great, but I don't understand how people can. The same people can put Spider Man in their, you know, top ten. Some of them even putting it at number one, mm-hmm. and then like they put Flash as like the worst movie of the year. <laughs> like it's the same movie. Oh, it's what? almost the same movie. It's 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 like I saw Rebel Moon. <laughs> Yeah, maybe this is gonna destroy my my reputation or my my conf, you know people's confidence <laughs> in my opinions. I saw Rebel Moon, you know, you know, like when it came out on Netflix during Christmas or whatever it was, and you know, and it was shitted on. People were saying this is the worst movie of all time. This is an embarrassment, you know. And I had okay. It was fun. It was not. It's okay. It's not bad. It's I still not need to terrib- watch it. It's not terrible. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> 
Uh, hey, look, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll have a good time with it. I like <laughs> sucker punch. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So I'm fun. sure I'll have fun with it. It's 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 you know okay, this is why I give it a pass. So there's a scene in that movie where where the Korean actress um from um the host, I think she was. She was in then in Cloud Atlas too. I I I don't know her name. Um <laughs> but she she's you know, she's one of the kind of recruitments that the the movie's kind of like seven samurai where they recruit a bunch of warriors to fight off the army it's almost like three amigos as well <laughs> if you think about it <laughs> um so it's a small village who were trying to hire a bunch of warriors to uh, help them in their you know rebellion against the the, the empire Yes, and, and, and you know it's true. A lot of people say it's a derivative. Of a lot of uh, science fiction movies, uh, Star Wars, Seven Samurai, all these things, right? And that's true. But there's one scene in the movie where our introduction to this Korean actress uh, who plays one of the warriors, where she's fighting a, uh, a, a spider lady, and the spider lady is played by Jenna Malone. Who was frequently frequently works with uh, Zack Snyder? She she was in Sucker Punch, one of your favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And when I was and, and uh, Batman vs Superman, yes, yes, yes. So they're they 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 like each other, and so and this is really kind of a no nothing role. It's really her in makeup, and she's fighting this big spider monster lady thing. And I'm like, this is like Ray Harryhausen. When I saw that scene. It's like Clash of the Titans. And I, it just reminded me of those movies that I loved when I was a kid. Those Clash of the Titans or Sinbad, you know. It's like a Ray Harryhausen type of movie. And, you know, let's be honest. Those movies, the original Clash of the Titans, the Ray Harryhausen produced one with uh, Harry ha- Hamilton, are not great. <laughs> they're not really terrific. Very cheesy. Film. Very cheesy, but they're fun. Very campy. Very campy, yes. And then they're, they're fun. And, and then, you know, they have these great sequences. And that's what I saw what uh, what uh, Rebel Moon was. It's just kind of this kind of cheesy, fun, uh, special effects laden movie that I don't know if it needs to be split up by two movies, but, you know, I'll watch the second one. You <laughs> know, it's, 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 it's okay. It's good. It's fun. It's, it's nothing to be taken seriously. I, I wouldn't go so far as say it's like the worst movie ever or somehow it insulted my intelligence or anything. It's it's fine. I um, thought Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania insulted my intelligence. <laughs> uh, do, let's go back to this Frankenstein movie. Are you excited about this for Guillermo del Toro? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, again, I'm not familiar with this actor at all. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually pretty interesting and strange in a way that, like, he's kind of building this relationship with Netflix. But it makes sense. I mean, maybe he should have just done Hellboy in the beginning from Netflix. And then know Netflix didn't exist. Yeah. Or they were a DVD company back then. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, is I mean, is there any way that – I mean, if, if you if – you, if if Netflix bought the Hellboy rights, could they somehow make Hellboy three? Or does Universal own ownership of those specific versions that Guillermo del Toro created? The thing is, it was not. It's uh, revolutionary, and revolutionary is no longer in existence anymore. So, yeah, someone uh, must have bought it up. The guys who um, did the remake must have bought up those rights, and 
Who knows where, where that those are now? Well, they're making another Hellboy remake right now. And I think the rights are more uh, with Mike Mignola now, and I think they, they had a falling mm-hmm. off. Yeah, yeah, Mike, I think you're right about that. With, also, with the Toro, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rich, you, are you uh, with Jake Elordi as Frankenstein as in this being the Toro's next project? Are you excited about it? What's your thoughts? Uh, it's a good choice. Uh-huh. I mean, it's either him or Ansel Elgort. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think it... Ansel Elgort uh, has problems of his own, but he they just released a trailer for Tokyo Vice season two, and it looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why does Frankenstein have to? Why does Frankenstein have to be so young? That's true. I don't, I don't know. It should be Robert De Niro again, right? The the Kenneth Branagh <laughs> one. <laughs> I was a big fan. It of, should be of, Danny. But I was a big fan of what Robert De Niro did with with Frankenstein. I liked his performance. I, I was not. I was not a fan of that. <laughs> not the movie. The movie but, had uh, its flaws. It was, but uh, I don't. Even, I don't even remember the performance. I just remember the movie. Yeah, I think Adam Driver should drop. I think Adam Schreiber should drop the three projects and then that he's signed on to to do it. Yeah, I would like to see Adam Driver play uh, uh, Frankenstein. Oh, that he would, doesn't even that have to wear nice. that much makeup. That would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the to, to, to Toro's been a big fan of the original Frankenstein. Uh, Pinocchio has a Frankenstein element to it. You know, a boy who becomes a man or uh, a know, toy. No, this is a dream what... project for him. Yes, this is definitely a dream project. Ano- a another, project another him. dream, another, another passion project for him with Netflix. Yeah. The only people that produce them, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, you know what's what's weird is you know all these movies that like you know Spielberg and like uh, Scorsese are making like the Fablemans and um, uh, you know Killers of the Flower Moon movies that you know aren't you know, they aren't really blowing up the box office and stuff. I think Pinocchio would have. And I think I haven't seen this, you know, we haven't seen this Frankenstein movie yet, but I, I it seems like movies that would actually make money at the box office. No, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, why are they being, why, why is Netflix the only place that would actually produce them? Oh, well, that's, that's an interesting question because, I don't know how. I mean, you'll how, yeah. you'll make Frankenstein uh, unleashed or whatever. That what was that bullshit Frankenstein movie with uh, Aaron Eckhart? I Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, you'll make that, but you won't make Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein. What is what? What's the world coming to? <laughs> well, that I mean that was well, a long time ago. At least. I mean, I don't know. Maybe things have changed. Well, since the world then. didn't come. The world, the world didn't come out for Nightmare Alley, and that's the one that hurt him, right? That's true. Oh yeah, that hurt him. His well, that hurt his relationship with with Warner Brothers or Fox. He's been, he's been jumping to studio studio. Yeah, but he had um, a, yeah, he had a he had a, a relationship with Fox Searchlight, and that's gone now, or merged with Disney. So yeah, he had to jump. He had to go to Netflix because. And well, I heard, that's like, also another problem. That's another problem uh, that I think Guillermo del Toro is doing because, like Scorsese and like uh, like um, like Spielberg, you know, in the beginning of the career, like they they made like absolute like bona fide hits, or maybe not in the beginning, but like in early on in their careers, they made like bona fide hits that made them super. Oh, we lost you. You dropped. Okay. Okay, I dropped. Okay. Well, what I was what I was trying to say is like you know. Spielberg and Scorsese, you know, early on in their careers, maybe not super early on in their careers, but like, you know, in the past, they made movies that made them like bona fide stars, you know, like Raging Bull and like, you know, E.T., you know, Goodfellas, all these movies that made them, you know, legends. Mm -hmm. And like, it it feels like Guillermo del Toro is like, he left, he did all his like, (laughs) 
his like the projects like he should have left for the end of his career. He did in the beginning of his career, and all these like ones that are like guaranteed successes. Now he's like leaving them for Netflix. Look, it's, uh, you you take the opportunity when it when it comes, and he uh, he sees an opportunity where he could work with Netflix. He could do a project that he's been working or a passion project. He you know he's been working on for a long time. You just kind of do it. I mean, I'm sure he has like many projects uh, in his plate on his plate right now, and you just kind of go where the wind takes you. And right now, the, it's I guess take, so. It's taking I him mean, to Netflix. Yeah. Let's yeah. just say the uh, it was a very bad decision in on, on his part to have done um, Crimson Peak and to have done Nightmare Alley. Those should have been his passion projects that he left like for the end, because oh. those those were never going to make money. No, 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 well, no, no, no. well, true, but I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Nightmare Alley, and I, I, no matter the box office, you know, results of that movie, that movie I thought was terrific, and and one of my favorites of that year, and 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 you know, sometimes just you know the quality and the and the and the success just don't pan out together. You know, they, you just, I yeah, think, I, don't I, know. I think the movie was divisive. I thought it was just okay. <laughs> Although Guillermo, I mean. Although he's a, obviously a fan favorite, and every project that he does is creative, and in each and every project is just mm-hmm. creative all the way, uh, none of his uh, films have ever made him a box office giant, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's the problem. I mean, the biggest success probably box office wise was Pacific Rim, and that was considered a failure because the budget is so big. Yeah, so well, maybe maybe Blade Two is like his most successful oh, return. Probably, yeah, probably. Uh, so he really needs he needs he needs a box office hit to infor- to to get him, um, uh, you know, a better uh, uh, standing with the, the, the studios. Uh, I would say this: maybe his destiny is that he is a director's director. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is like he's gonna have he's gonna have a film career that are. Not necessarily box office successes, but our successes in the in the world of film and other filmmakers who look up to him. I, I was just watching a video today, uh, a roundtable with a bunch of directors, and uh, for the you know they're 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 promoting their Oscar movies, and his name came up. And I'm not a big you know look. I have my problems with Ava DuVernay. Eh. But she she said something that I thought was really touching, a really uh, touching story about her because she's you know she's promoting her movie The Origins, I think it's called. Uh-huh. It's a very difficult movie. It was like a, based on a book about the class system and, and and race and stuff. It's not necessarily a narrative film that she had to turn it into a narrative. It was a difficult adaptation, you know, the process to ab- uh, adapting that book. But she said something that was uh, uh, I'll play it. I thought she she you know she said something that was really interesting. This just goes to show you how well Del Toro is loved by the, his community. It just does not happen. They won't allow it, mm-hmm. and so sometimes you just don't ask. Mm-hmm. And so that that that's what we did. So there wasn't a lot of no's. And also, I tried to surround myself with people who saw me reaching for something and who supported that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there was one friend of mine who I leaned on so heavily in this. His name is Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. He got me through this. I'll get emotional. He got me through this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He got me through this from the script. When people were saying, I don't get it. He was like, mi amiga, 
keep going, <laughs> keep going, you must. Just with the fervor, the Guillermo fervor, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to keep going. And every step on the way, call me during the week, check on me, casting, oh, I heard man. about this, came into the editing room, just pop up and be like, what are you doing here, JDT? Just coming to hang out. Let's, let's see what's going on. You know, and just really that friend who said, this is untraditional, this is a little different, but you, you deserve space to do that. You can do it too. Keep trying, keep pushing. So I think the answer to the question is, um, yes, there were a lot of people saying no, but I surrounded myself with the people who said, try, mm. try. Yeah, so I, I think that's his legacy. I think maybe he is the director's director. What movie director. was she talking about? She was talking about her new movie, The Origins, I think it's called. Oh, uh, okay. Which is now coming oh. out. Uh, um, I thought that was for A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> yeah, <she laughs> no, no. I'm going to stop it. <laughs> stop whatever you're doing. <laughs> cut it. No, but I, 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 mean, I you know, Guillermo, uh, actually, that's much more of a, a you know, a, a look into what Guillermo is as a person and what mm-hmm. he co- contributes to film. I mean, yes, we could say that he is not box office giant, but he could tr- contribute to the world of film differently with helping mm-hmm. other directors. Uh, Bradley Cooper's on this roundtable. He said that he he got, you know, uh, when he's directing uh, Maestro, he was helped by Guillermo too, <laughs> you know. So he, he's a guy who just uh, wants to help other people, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's his... You know, the same thing like you know, we're talking about Francis Ford Coppola. He 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 was a guy who also had a legacy of helping other filmmakers. Maybe that's even though you know his later films are not great, you know, but maybe his legacy is to help other uh, up and comers with their projects. You know, um, maybe it doesn't always have to be about box office success. Well, he he lost a lot of time. Uh, Guillermo did uh, during when he was supposed to direct The Hobbit. One, right, one of the right. hobbits. A couple of years, yeah. Yeah, he, he lost a lot of time in, in New Zealand. And also a lot of time with the, uh, in the Mouth of Madness, what are they called? Or, or, yeah. yeah, the one with yeah, Tom Cruise. Project. Yeah, something like that. The Mouth of, Ma- Mouth of Madness, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was his dream project for the longest time. But yeah, I mean, but, uh, f- you know, fortunately for him, he, he really stuck to his gun and finished his true dream project, which which, which was... Shape of Water, which was definitely his uh, his um, Loch Ness monster film, oh, which he well, creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, yes, yeah, creature yeah, yeah. of the Black Lagoon. Uh, so that's what brought him an Oscar, and he always been a fan of Frankenstein. Maybe he'll bring another Oscar to him. But speaking of Tom Cruise, what do you think of Tom Cruise signing up? Leaving Paramount and signing up with Warner Brothers. Yeah, it seems like he was really pissed or really miffed about the the, the box office. Uh, release of uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 or whatever. Unless he didn't I mean, get I, fully paid for Top Gun Maverick. Or... Yeah, I mean, he. it seems like he had a really... You know what? Maybe had, maybe that's something to do with Paramount. And maybe this is a sign that Paramount's going to get bought out or it's going to change, uh, um, uh, you know, change guards. You know, maybe some of the executives are, are moving. Maybe he's kidding the word that it's a, a sinking ship. I don't know. I mean, uh, who knows? Well, that's he's... a long time with Paramount. I mean, yeah, ever since mm-hmm. I mean, the first Mission Impossible. I think okay. even maybe even before then. I know he was pissed off. He was pissed off about that release, and he wasn't able to get those IMAX screens. And I guess was it Barbie that took it there? 
Oh, okay. Was a Barbie. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. he just thought the, the Warner Brothers people, is, the Warner executives did a better job or something. I don't know. I don't think he helps Warners, though, with Tom Cruise. Well, I mean, obviously, Clint Eastwood <laughs> yeah, was down to his last films. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, he'll fill in his seat with Warner Brothers, it seems. So I don't think there's yeah. any kind of loyalty nowadays with these executives. They're they're all struggling, and they're they're all willing to like shoot you in the back, you know, no matter what mm-hmm. big name you are. So I agree. Yeah. So I don't. I, don't th- I think those days are gone. I, I think uh, Zasloff is m- willing to shoot people in the back. I, you know, and yeah, he's uh, like one of the biggest culprits. Yeah. So I, I you know, there, there's people who are going to be good cutting. <laughs> films and and projects um it's gonna be it's like it's really i think this year alone we're gonna see a really rough time and a lot of it has to do because the strike took a long time to 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 come up with a deal and so there's gonna be less movies out this year a lot or less big movies or excitable movies Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's gonna be a tough year (laughs) in movies and maybe tv will catch up the pick up the slack and We'll find some great stuff there, but I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, that's it for this episode of Inside Flicks. Um, thank you for listening, uh, and we're back for uh, – we're going to be continuing doing episodes. We'll be talking about uh, news, box office, anything that has come up into our radars. We're going to talk about movies that we have watched and all those kind of crazy little, little things that uh, we will like to talk about. Um, I guess that's it. We're done here. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, bye-bye, everyone. Bye, people. <laughs>